0: is different, it doesn't mean I'm lost. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. so much for joining us for this episode of HEAL. Today, I get to welcome and chat with Brenda Carey, who is a holistic lifestyle coach and energy healer. She's also a co-host of her very own podcast called Be the Love. I cannot wait to listen to it. She's also a yoga teacher. And after you hear her story, you may be a little surprised that she's a yoga teacher as well. Welcome, Brenda. So happy to have you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: It is my absolute pleasure. I would like to remind the audience that there is no Brittany in sight. Um, I could pretend that there is and try to imitate her, but I don't think I could do that. Uh, (laughs) That'd be funny. Um, So it's just me and Brenda, but I am fine with that. And I think Brenda's okay. I can't wait to hear your story. So you are a holistic lifestyle coach now, which sounds fabulous. Um, so tell us your story. What, what happened um, that ch- shoved you in the direction of helping others um, with energy healing and helping people through coaching? Oh,
1: well, thank you for the opportunity to share my story. I, um, I am so grateful. And that I am so grateful was, that you're here. Yes. So, uh, so my story begins when, um, when I was very young. So I, at the age of about 11 or 12, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. And so that is a lateral curvature of the spine. And doctors don't know how it started for me. There's no genetic patterns, but it progressed pretty quickly. And so I was put in what I lovingly called a plastic corset, but it was a back brace.
0: I'm sure it was Um, very comfortable.
1: Oh, yes. And that Mm -hmm. was actually started part of my story of feeling confined Mm -hmm. and constricted because I literally was in this plastic corset, which was about from like chest height all the way down to my hips. Yeah. And um, I wore that through basically all of my teenage years. And as I was going through doctor checkups very frequently, the message that the doctor said was, "Well, your back needs to be fixed because there's something wrong with it." Right. And so, but as an adolescent, I processed that as, "Well, I need to be fixed.
0: Yeah, something's wrong because, with you. Yeah,
1: because yeah. there's something wrong with me." Yeah. And so that just really absorbed in at such a subconscious level. It's so such that such a young just,
0: age too. We're so yeah. impressionable. I mean, I think all children, but such a young age and the age of that you were developing from 11 to and through your teens, Yep. Uh, the social implications, all of the things that may go with that.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so even when I no longer wore the brace, which was when I stopped growing at about 18, um, that idea was that the brace was supposed to help stop the curvature, but it didn't. And so the curvature kept growing. And so at 19, I had spinal fusion surgery, which basically means they pushed my spine over. So it's straighter, it's still curved. And then they put two metal rods on each side. And that's in the majority of my mid back. I'm in my thoracic spine and they're I there. Might, I literally stay.
0: have, I have pain right now from my, not real pain, but like sympathy. pain. I don't know, I get this all the time from my middle back down my legs, seriously. Just hearing you say that.
1: Yeah, it, it was quite the complicated surgery and it did have some complications. Uh, I did, you know, come out because I think I was so young. I did recover fairly well. But what was interesting is that I didn't have any back pain previous. Uh, the back pain came actually a couple years later after the surgery. And it was in the places where the rods were not, so more like my really low back where the curve was not, and my neck. And I felt, I said, I felt like an 80 year old woman oh, in gosh. my what would have been like about my early 20s at that point. And so, tried different modalities that didn't. I mean, it's limited what. You know, practitioners can do because of the spinal fusion. And the doctors just said, Well, here's the next pain medication subscription. And I knew or prescription, I knew I had to to get off of that. That wasn't a way to, to sustainably be day after day for as young as I was. Right. And so yoga came into play when my mom was actually taking a class. And she says, Why don't you just come with me? And I thought, well. What have I got to lose at this point? You know, how how
0: was your mobility in the back or flexibility?
1: That's something I totally had to relearn. And that I feel like is the beginning of chapter one, if you will, like relearning my body and what it could not do. Like rotations were very limited. and I can't see curve my spine. And it was so, I mean, frustrating doesn't even describe it. Um, I remember getting to the end of the class and, you know, peeking over at my neighbor on the mat and going, I can't do that. And that person is like way older than me. Like, why can't I just rotate that way? And so it was this whole new exploration of how I couldn't move. And, but then also looking at, well, what can I do?
0: Right.
1: Um, One of the, the biggest takeaways with those first yoga classes, I still remember this. This is like one of those memories that you like, forever is sealed in the mind the woman said okay place you know a hand on your chest and a hand on your belly and when you breathe in you're going to inhale and your belly is going to fill up like a balloon and then when you exhale your belly is going to you know softly deflate and I went wait a minute I'm doing it totally backwards like I couldn't figure it out and I and so I was labeled a reverse breather which I'm finding now as a yoga teacher that's actually quite common
0: that's and so interesting because uh-huh. I think I might be as well. I No one's ever said that in all of my breathing, um, like classes and even meditation. And I'm going to have to, I have to, can I just have to...
1: No, because I even I even,
0: I even cue people during meditation. You know, when you breathe, your belly you know becomes it larger,
1: like a balloon, as you inhale, and then softens as you exhale. And yeah, it does. Okay, I, it does. <laughs> I had to totally retrain myself how so to do to. that.
0: So did you, did you train yourself to uh, to fill up the diaphragm and and feel it? Oh, good. Okay. So that was like lesson
1: one back in the day, like how to breathe. And I will say, you know, for, for listeners, like pay attention to that because when we do reverse breathe, meaning if we inhale and the belly sucks in, that's actually a stress response. So like, you know, when you get spooked and you go, And you like suck in and then your belly also sucks in. Yeah. It's, it's like that kind of nerve, nerve response, but you know, more subtle. Right. And now that we're, many of us are in front of our screens or driving and we're kind of hunched forward and we're collapsing the lungs and the belly. We're not even breathing as deeply as we need to, Mm -hmm. to get enough oxygen to our brains. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like that was like a huge step forward in my healing journey was learning to breathe properly. That's
0: so interesting. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so that was like lesson one from from that yoga class many years ago. And then I had to, again, like I said, retrain, like what can my body do? Like how can I move that doesn't create more pain? And it was like this exploration. Um, once I learned how to breathe deeply, and then learn how to move with my breath, which yoga allows us to do, and then we add the next component of uh, meditation. So at the end of these yoga classes, she would do like a short, probably like two minute meditation. And I'm always so honest with with my clients. Like this was the most torturous part for me. I just I lived in my head, and I think because. I was so disconnected from my body for so many years and didn't breathe properly. I just lived all in my mind. And so for me to realize like, Hey, I'm not those thoughts. I'm not those chattery thoughts. I'm not all the feelings that fluctuate in and out. I'm infinitely more than that, Mm -hmm. but to sit with it And to hear myself say things that to myself that I would not even tell a friend, it was just mean. It was just mean spirited.
0: Yeah. I always say that because I have clients who speak so poorly of themselves and I, you know, I'm very guilty of it as well. And I'm caught. You mean, you heard me before we started recording. I had to hit myself in the head because I said something that wasn't very positive. Now, granted that wasn't about me specifically or directly, but you know, I'm constantly, I'm constantly, um, becoming more, I'm aware of my, very aware of my thoughts, but it doesn't necessarily stop them from coming. I just notice them. And then I'm like, okay, right. stop. Um, I have to tell you a funny story. When I was, when I first started meditating, I would literally, um, um, sit with my eyes closed, but like one eye was peeking, open. And I was like, what, you know, what's the instructor doing while our eyes are closed? What is, what's everyone else doing? Are they looking around? It was the worst. Like, it wasn't, and now I'm a meditate, mindful meditation teacher. So, so anyone who hasn't meditated before, know that you're not alone in thinking yeah. that you have all these crazy thoughts coming in and out of your head because it does happen. Um, and also know that sometimes, you know, us as instructors, when we first started, that we also were just like
1: you. <laughs> oh yeah, and there are still seasons. I can't say that meditation is great every day. For me, it's now a practice that I know I need to do, but the awareness part is huge. like you, you caught yourself like right away. And to me, that, that is the key. That's
0: it. That is the key. It's noticing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When I initially started meditation, I was like, I don't, I don't even know what to do with all these thoughts. I just listened to it all. And I thought I was all of those things. And So it's a matter of being that witness, like kind of like being the outside looking in and going, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, is that true? You know, just, is that really true? Right. And, and really looking at the stories that I was telling myself, some of those stories, not even mine. Um, And stories from either family or society that I had taken in Yep. and being highly empathic, although I didn't really know it at the time. I just heard everybody say to me, oh, you're just so sensitive. And it wasn't in a very positive light.
0: No, it never was.
1: Right. I know. And, and so I thought being sensitive was a bad thing. And so I had to kind of shut some of that down so that I wouldn't be labeled as, oh, you're, you know, too sensitive. You take things, you know, too seriously. And, and so meditation, when I was able to realize, okay, I am not those chattery thoughts. Most of those thoughts, not even mine. And then the question begs, well then, who am I?
0: Mm-hmm. And That's the ultimate question in meditation, isn't it? Who am it I? Is. And what am I here for? Like, why am I here? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, you know, in hindsight, not that I would want to go through spinal fusion surgery again, uh, but in hindsight, it was necessary as my teacher. Uh, Because I do think that through that experience, I am gifted with so much resiliency and compassion for those who have not just physical pain. I I feel like just surgery in general is emotionally and mentally traumatic. I don't know if we can ever be ready, no matter what age we are. And so we do, you know they say there's you know issues in our tissues. Yeah. And but we do take it on on a mental and emotional level. Absolutely. So it began this really deep inquiry practice for me, like, what are my beliefs mm-hmm. around my body? Um, do I believe that it has the capacity to heal? Uh, do I believe that my my mind and those thoughts, that I am a co-creator of those? so that I can step into who I really want to be. And so I feel like piece by piece with you know, the breath work and yoga, and then a meditation practice, they're all sort of these necessary, I call, necessary, I call them different paths mm-hmm. that we take. And that's how I came up with my business name of Sacred Path yeah. is that they're, it's each a path to our sacred self. And right. And yeah. everyone's
0: path is, is just a little different and unique. It to is. Them. Yeah. It can
1: be very different. I definitely think there are common threads. Yes. Um, and, and those common threads kind of draw us together. you like, maybe someone hasn't had exactly spinal fusion surgery, but they know, they know physical pain and they know the mental and emotional issues that come up with that. It, it, right. They just kind of intermingle.
0: Right. Right. And, um, I think of every path, there's always some sort of, you know, mind, body, soul. It's like movement, some sort of movement, um, getting that physical, prepared, um, mental through meditation or, um, and of course I say soul is also meditation or spiritual, Yeah. the energy healing piece too. I'm, I'd love to hear how you um, learned more about that. Was it during your... Recovery from the spinal fusion, the same time as yoga and this meditation practice, he started to develop, or was it? It was actually,
1: it was actually quite a bit later. Um, I had always been of the spiritually curious. You know, I had studied different religions and just thought, oh, this is so fascinating, and I loved finding the common threads um, of the of the different traditions. And so when I went to yoga teacher training, and this is a few years after, um, about actually 10 years after my surgery, um, I started learning more about Ayurveda, which is like the, what they refer to as the science of life and getting more into the spiritual aspects of I wonder yoga. if
0: you don't mind speaking a little bit about Ayurveda, if you could sure. um, just explain to some um, the basics of it.
1: Sure. I know it's,
0: I know that might be difficult because I know that it's expansive. It's okay, I'll and make it
1: there. I'll make it simplified because no, I understand Um, Ayurveda is, is that's referred to as the sister science of yoga. It's a whole body healing system that again, the ancient yogis from thousands of years ago, it's an Indian tradition, although over the years and the more modern version of it that I've learned, but it uses different elements, especially the elements that we see in nature that are also within us. So we look at like the element of water would be the simplest one. We are also mostly water. Um, Same with the element of fire. Our digestion is like fire. Our brain synapses, like our brain fires. That's electrical energy. We are electricity. So we are each a unique, what I call energetic signature of these different combinations Mm -hmm. of nature. We are the microcosm of the macrocosm
0: and would you and, and do, are those the doshas
1: yes and then okay. there are three different doshas that are also associated uh with the natural elements i don't know if we want to dive We don't have
0: to know. i think i probably am saying it wrong but pitta is that pitta
1: i pitta think dosha.
0: Mostly, i think i'm mostly that
1: yeah that's the fire element yes. um yes pittas are very fiery uh they they're Like usually born leaders, they're very focused. They get stuff done. Like if you want stuff done, you find someone who's very pitta, very fiery. Um, The other one is the kapha dosha, which is the earth water element. These are our deep nurturers, caretakers. They're very grounding and earthy. um they're just super easy going and we can be a combination of these it's not always just one dominant we can have one dominant and second and a secondary and then vata i am highly vata and that's the elements of air and space um often referred to as ether it's like expanding out very spiritual creative um sensitive 10 tends to be and so they're i don't like to use them as labels i call them the they're, they're indicators. Right. Uh, They're just indicators of how we are uniquely us.
0: Yes. And the other piece to this, which I find fascinating, my sister is trained in Ayurveda. um, However, um, I don't rely on her as much as I should. The other piece that I find fascinating is the types of foods you should eat to balance your doshas, and I wish I could figure all of that out because I know that there are certain foods I can't eat that other people can eat, and I don't know. I'm so focused on food because I haven't had lunch or dinner yet. I'm just so <laughs> <laughs> like I can eat spicy foods, but not all year round. Is that? I'm and I think that's because of
1: yes. So if we look at it in terms of energy, like there's two basic principles in Ayurveda, which actually. Correlates nicely to energy healing, but that's like attracts like, which we're familiar with. And then opposites create balance. Okay. So if you remember that with eating, and there's also eating in the seasons as well. So each dosha is right. associated with the season. Right. Um, See, this this is more,
0: I don't know how you get it all together. It's oh, so it, much information.
1: It is, but I, I think it's fascinating. Though. I do
0: too. I do too. <laughs> I just need like a, I know what I need an app. If there is one out there, like there probably
1: is, there's an app for everything. (laughs) Like
0: if I'm mostly pitta and you know it's it's summer, um, so that increases, yeah, yeah,
1: so that increases your pitta. You add, you eat something really spicy, and say you're outside in the hot weather eating the spicy peppers that is creating excess or too much, um, and so that can create an imbalance and it might show up as like anger or frustration or profuse sweating. I was going to ask you, are there
0: any physical things? Like um, there can be like sometimes I eat foods and I get really bad heartburn and I'm
1: heartburn is excess pitta.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm confused why I have heartburn because I just ate yogurt and I can't Uh eat a lot of cold foods, cold foods upset my stomach.
1: So I I know Well, it can also, well, that's a whole other.
0: I feel like I need <laughs> someone to help me, help me. I know. So this is when my well, sister
1: to get confused. Yogurt, like, her yogurt is also fermented and that can also increase pitta, the fermentation. Um, but and, I, know, I know we totally got
0: off track. I am so okay. sorry.
1: <laughs> this is fun though. But just know that, that like attracts like uh-huh. and then to um, opposites opposite. create. The balance of it. So if so I
0: get if I get heartburn or weird stomach from let's pretend yogurt, and it's summer, I feel like that would balance me out, but I don't think it does. It's. I would I, say like
1: cucumbers. Like if you can do like yes. a cucumber, cucumber juice. So on dry, dry
0: toast, right? Like cucumber on dry toast.
1: Yeah, there you go. You could yeah, you I've could try that. that.
0: I've tried that. That was my sister's suggestion one day. Oh,
1: it's, <laughs> that's so right. much so anyway, Ayurveda, all right. yes. It's now it's all good. Um, is correlates with this whole body healing system of creating balance that we see out in nature that we are just acknowledging that we are also a part of that natural element and it's and it's all unique. So and this is probably why Ayurveda fascinates me it's because it actually has a very strong component in energy healing. Right. And So when I was kind of finishing up my yoga teacher training, I started teaching uh, some practice yoga classes, and I had this older woman um, come to almost all my classes, and she was so sweet, and she came up after me after class, and she said, you know, she's like, you would just make an absolute lovely Reiki practitioner, and I smiled really big at her, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, lady. And I, I felt terrible. I had to like run home and try and look it up. I didn't know how to spell it. Oh, how long <laughs> ago was this? This was, let's see, that was back in 2011. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. And so I that's had- That's probably to,
0: exactly when I started getting Reiki too. I yeah. had not heard of it either. Yeah, 2000- that's about 2010 2011. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, so I had to look it up. And it was interesting, you know, the saying, like, when, you know, when the student is ready, the yeah. teacher comes. I feel it
0: strongly about Reiki, actually, I say it to all of my students that when you're ready, you find it, it comes to yeah. you. Yeah, it's so
1: exactly. true. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and so, she was my, you know, first uh, Reiki teacher for both my level one and two, and then I had a, a different teacher for master level, but really started understanding what I was learning in my yoga teacher training with the energetic body and the chakras and you know how we are just not just the physical skin. Like we don't end at our skin. We extend beyond that. Yep. And that was just so fascinating to me. And Reiki is a, a Japanese tradition
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how we can channel that energy, we are truly a vessel and it doesn't take, like people think, oh, you must have to have super special powers for that. I'm like, no, no, anyone, because we are, you know, that energy, we can channel it. Uh, It's just a lot of times getting our own self out of the way, the self that goes, oh, (laughs) you couldn't do that. You know, the energy of doubt or not good enough, like you mentioned before, but just opening up to the possibility and potential. Mm-hmm. And so that was, it was quite an awakening for me uh, of, of my own curiosity and then having teachers that introduced me initially it was Reiki. And then I did some other like access bars and um, energy medicine. Uh, one of Donna Eden's teachers had taught me. And so I just pulled from different traditions yeah. and yeah. It, it felt just very complete like a wholeness, which later on I didn't realize, but I would need because, um, so I'm also, um, there's a connection. I'm a mother of two beautiful daughters yeah. and with the spinal surgery, it was very difficult to carry them. I can imagine. Um, and so after the birth of my second daughter, she's super healthy, came very early, but super healthy. I felt terrible. And basically, long story short, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, basically in my whole digestive tract. Like they, I had so many different ICD-9s. They just labeled it. What's ICD-9? Long- What's that? Um, those are the codes that the doctors use to mm-hmm. like, um, basically to bill insurance. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> So it's the different diagnoses. Like I had such yeah. a list yeah. that yeah. they're like, well, it's just a whole autoimmune inflammatory condition in your entire digestive digestive Mm tract, and uh energy healing became a key piece in in that process because initially I did the western medicine treatments which is you know antibiotics and steroids and after about the third round and then still being hospitalized for horrible abdominal pain um, that was almost like labor actually that's kind of what it felt like Uh, I decided this wasn't for me and talk about scared. No kidding. Oh. Yeah. And I think many people can identify with this. And I'm not saying that there isn't a place for Western medicine because there is. But when, you know, for me, I was told, oh, just one more round and it'll work. You know, one more round of the antibiotics and you know, it'll it'll clear up. And it didn't, and it didn't. And, you know, just the the fear of like it didn't work now what and know that you know for anyone listening that it it is scary but there are other paths and so this is when I felt like I went even a little bit deeper it's like the next chapter I went even deeper into my own practices and healing and started to identify some of those old messages that came up, like I'm not enough and I need to be fixed, kind of re well, they did resurface again. Of and course then- they did.
0: Not only yeah. did they resurface because you were not feeling great, um, but I feel like if they never really left, perhaps it was part of the reason why you were having those issues in the first place. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I feel like it just kind of went a layer deeper. into my own healing. And so the energy healing work helped move some of that subtle energy out. Uh, So I did various practices, learned about acupressure points and emotional freedom technique, really did a lot of self healing with Reiki, and used these practices to clear out those old belief systems. Some of them like were ancestral. Some of them, I think came from, you know, my not blaming my mom and my grandma. They're beautiful people. So I'm I'm not throwing that on them, but, you know, subconsciously we, we absorb that from how we were raised. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's very common. And I just decided that this was the cycle I was going to break so that my daughters didn't also take on that heaviness. Mm -hmm. And so my combination of the the yoga practices and the breath work, and the energy healing practices that I incorporated in became a holistic lifestyle for me. Um, this is just a part of what I do, and my it's how you the, live. Yeah, and yeah. the inflammation and it was so interesting. The inflammation healed as the beliefs also healed when I no longer identified with that person I was before. Like I look, I sometimes like look back at her and be like, oh, you know, she, it's almost like a, a totally different person.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was, you've completely, I don't want to say reinvented yourself because that's not what you did at all. You became yourself.
1: Yes. Became more of who I really am. Right. And I feel like that's the continuation of then the cycle, the energetic cycle is now I get to serve
0: yeah,
1: and I get to give to others, you know, what I have learned, uh, whether that's the different modalities or deep listening because we know so many people just, you know, they want to be heard. uh, And so often that just isn't the case. Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's
0: such a beautiful story. And it, and it leads us right to exactly what you're doing today, your holistic lifestyle coaching. Yes. Um, so I think actually, Brenda, I think that we could take a really quick break because when okay. we come back, um, we should talk a little bit more about your um, opportunities for people that you offer for your coaching. And um, if you want, you can touch upon your podcast a little bit. I'd like to hear more yes. about that as well. Um, And really just about your program. So if people um, get connected to you and your story, I'd love to let them know how they can contact you as well. So we'll be back in just two seconds. One sec. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by check out their offerings at mainstreammeditation.com you can also follow mainstream coaching and wellness on facebook and instagram the name is mainstream coaching and wellness thank you again for joining us while we sit with i say we i do this all the time brenda (laughs) I say we, it's me and my personalities. While we sit with Brenda Carey, she is, if you remember, a holistic lifestyle coach, um, also an energy healer. She is um, a co-host of a podcast, and I wanted her to tell you all about her business and her podcast next. So, Brenda, we learned your story about all the things that you had gone through to get you to where you are today. Um, tell us a little bit more about Sacred Path, your, your coaching and yoga and energy healing business.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes. So, sacred Path, I feel like it's this culmination of the experiences that I went through. And there are these different paths that I needed to, to take. And sometimes the paths had splits. And I had to decide which direction to go. But ultimately it came down to following my own inner healer and creating my own sacred path. And because for so often, and I think many people could identify with this, I was looking outside of myself for the answers, whether it was the doctor or the next supplement or the next miracle diet that was going to, you know, heal me. And eventually I had to really focus inward on that own personal sacred journey and tuning in and being like, okay, is this the direction that I really want to go? Is this the right path for me? And that's what I offer in my lifestyle coaching. So all the different modalities that I've learned, I've pulled them together and I help uh, mainly women, but especially women who have gone through certain like physical pain issues, autoimmune issues. And I introduce them to different yogic practice, breathing practices, Ayurveda, which we talked about earlier, which is um, a deeper wisdom, but simplified Ayurveda, um, because it it is actually a very complex practice. And I know many people say, oh, it just looks like so much and it's so overwhelming. So I call it modern lifestyle, Ayurveda for the busy woman because I love it's, that it's just it is what it is
0: and if they have you to guide them then they don't have to know about all of the things all yes. the things that pertain to their specific situation
1: yes yeah and then also like the meditation and mindfulness practices to uh, an energy healing to work through some of those old stagnant beliefs mm-hmm. that perhaps are preventing us from really stepping into our power mm-hmm. and really kind of shining our light and being what, when, and then the transformation happens, you know, when we do feel like we are more in rhythm with a lifestyle that is working for us, we have mm-hmm. the energy and the capacity to give from a full cup, right? As opposed to, you know, giving away, giving away, and then
0: being depleted.
1: Yes, feeling extremely depleted. Mm-hmm. So, my um, holistic lifestyle coaching program, which is called Inspired Living. Oh, I um, love in, that. Yeah. Well, I, I've always loved the word inspire, it's to breathe life into. And I felt like for so long, I kept giving all of my energy and capacity away into well-meaning people. I mean, I'm a mom of two daughters and husband and other family members and friends, but at some point I had to decide, okay, this isn't sustainable for me to do all the things for everybody else and then whatever a little, you know, few Did you hear that everybody? Did everyone
0: hear (laughs) that? Everyone listening, did you hear that? Right. I I also wanna say one thing you said inspired, you know, to breathe life into. It also reminds me so much of your very first memory of yoga and the breathing and how you weren't really breathing in, you were sort of breathing out.
1: Breathing Uh, out.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, you were, you were reversing your breath, and so inspired again also implies, I think, um, to that breathing that you realized so yeah. early in your journey.
1: Yeah, no, there's a direct kind of correlation, I feel like, yeah. from that, those very beginnings, and now you know, as that reciprocity of energy, you know, I feel filled up, so yeah. I have the energy and the. I'll, and I feel authentic when I do give, it's not coming from a place of like, well, I guess I have to, it's like, I get to, yeah. you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I get to help, you know, these women um, really take care, good care of themselves so that they in turn can, you know, feel on purpose
0: yeah. uh, in
1: their lives. And so it's an online program. So it's, That's, uh, I was good. that was everyone. my next
0: question. You know, I know yep. that you are um, not on the west coast. I know that you're in Colorado. I Almost said west coast. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> hey, listen, I'm in Massachusetts. The anything west of me is the west coast. I'm <laughs> only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, I know you're in Colorado, so I was going to ask you. My next question was going to be: Can people access you online, or do you do virtual things? So it's I do program. now. I guess yeah.
1: I do not like it. Like you said, one of the the blessings of the pandemic is we learned. We learned how to do things, you know, online and virtually. And yeah. so that has how my business has shifted. It used to be all in person yeah. in, a, in various yoga studios. And now it's, I would say more like 80% online Good. and just a little bit in studio. And um, and I get to just meet some really cool people from, you know, all over. And so that's been such a blessing uh, to be able to be of service and I feel like it's kind of the culmination of you know, of my journey.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's perfect. So
1: it's perfect. yeah, so people can check that out on my on my website for sure and I've got a free uh it's like a short video series that's called Journey to Abundant Energy. Yeah. Because yeah. many women that come to me they got, you know, the bags under their eyes and they're like <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm yeah. so tired and exhausted and yeah. And they're like, either looking for the next caffeine hit or sugar fix, or, I mean, and I've, I've totally been there. I, you know, totally been there. And so the journey to abundant energy gives just four natural ways that someone can naturally, you know, give themselves a boost, especially in that later afternoon when we might feel like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's two or three thinking. or four. So yeah. I'm going to put your um, information in the podcast notes, but can you quickly just say what your website is?
1: Sure. It's sacred path, yoga, and Reiki, and it's all spelled out. So sacred path, yoga, and then a N D Reiki it's R E I K I for, I know my some listeners, people-
0: my listeners better know how to spell Reiki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll be in the
0: notes though. I just wanted you to be able to tell them as Great. well.
1: Yeah, and they can find the journey to abundant energy right at the top of the page, along oh, so with nice. I do have some other other freebies on there. I also have some free guided meditations on Insight Timer. That's a very well-known meditation app.
0: I mentioned them so many times I should get paid for it.
1: Right? Me I do. only have
0: one meditation on there. Um, oh, yeah, I've, just one.
1: I've got about, I don't know, at least a dozen or more. Yeah. So i will give people an idea of the I very different styles of meditation on there. Even yoga Nidra, which I love for it's one of history. my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When I'm struggling with insomnia, that's like a go-to for me for sure.
0: Yeah. I offer that once a month here, uh, ish. So I love that's it. Awesome. It is me one of my too. favorites. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit more about your podcast or a, a lot about your podcast. We haven't even talked about it. So, so yeah, us so
1: start it's called be the love podcast. And actually I came in at the beginning of 2022. Uh, it had already been established for about a year before. Mm -hmm. And the story of this, it's so interesting. And I think this is again, another like a chapter or evolution to my healing. When I started just feeling so good and started the coaching and moving more online. And I thought, Okay, you know, this is at the end of 2021. And I kind of go into like restorative mode in that deep winter space. And I start thinking about what do I want to create? Uh, What what do I want to create for this new year? And I spend a little bit more time in meditation, because in the winter season, when it's more dark, we are meant to be more reflective of the inner light within. And I I would say this was like divine message was speak your truth. And that was very clear to me. And it's so interesting how the workings of the mind goes, speak my truth. Like what, what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? How's that? Like, it gets under yeah, that. I would it's think like, that.
0: am I not already? Like, where am I not doing that? Yeah. Not doing
1: that? And so I was yeah. questioning that. And so interesting shortly after winter solstice, Uh, My good friend, Stacy, who is the co-host of the podcast, uh, she said, well, my co-host, previous co-host is leaving. And I was wondering if you would like to come on board. And I was like, and before my mind could argue and think of all the reasons why, like you've never done a podcast. I I just said, yes, just absolutely. Yes, I'll do it. I'll learn it. I'll figure it out. Here we go. And and that's how it came. Uh, so overall message that I, I'm always learning. Like when I am truly in line and looking to be in a place of service out of love, like universe brings in those opportunities. Yes. It just comes with ease. Not saying that the podcast hasn't been work. It definitely has. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a very sharp, you know, swing of learning, uh, learning new things and podcasting, but I've so enjoyed getting to meet a variety of people that are doing such amazing work in the world that I would have not have met otherwise.
0: I feel the same way. I get to talk to so many different people and they share their stories and it helps so many other people. You know, I just feel like You know, when you give Reiki, you're a conduit uh, uh, of the energy and you're helping through this amazing energy modality of healing. I feel like the podcast is almost like that. Like, I feel like that conduit, you know, connecting people to others who have helped so many. Yeah. Um, I just love it.
1: Yeah, and I would have never have thought of. Pod- I've always listened to podcasts, yeah. but I, it just never even crossed my mind until my friend Stacy was like, "Hey, you want to come on board?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have no idea what to do, but yeah, let's go." So sometimes it is that just step into the unknown and the abyss. That's my favorite and, thing to do. Uh, yeah just, it is. yeah. It's scary just so at yes. first, yeah, because our brain wants to go to the familiar and what's yeah. safe. But for our own personal evolution, it is taking that one small step forward and then the opportunities, they, they arrive and they come at the perfect time yeah, and yeah. we don't have to like figure it out so hard. And so the the Be The Love podcast has been a way for me to meet really cool people and speak truth. Uh, Stacey and I also started a like just the two of us conversational style shorter podcasts in between our interviews
0: yeah we were doing that for a little bit too we actually got rid of that that part though in season one but we did a little recap you know after the episode of the person before us which you know I I I told Britt too I said um I think I just like having guests on
1: (laughs) (laughs) so it oh it's so fun to have guests on and it's also been really again empowering for me to talk about various subjects uh, that either students bring into me, or I just kind of notice, as you know, being very empathic, I'll just notice like what what are the messages, what are people really struggling with at this time, yeah. and we bring those subjects up. Like victim mentality is what one of the subjects we, you know, recently had a co- it's just a conversation of, you know, her and I and and some of her practices that she's a psychotherapist and me with my holistic lifestyle coaching and it's it's been received really well and and our community will come up with ideas for us which is great Uh, they'll be like hey could you talk about and we're like sure we'll we'll give that a go um and then i'm I'm
0: noticing tell me what you're noticing lately but with women i'm noticing more boundaries and self-care those two things are constantly coming up i know we talked about it earlier like we don't you know help ourselves we're not going to be there for anybody else. Um, yeah. But I feel like that those two things are the biggest things that keep coming up around yes. here.
1: Yeah, boundaries for sure. Um we actually had a recent episode on energetic boundaries.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and
1: how we how we create that for ourselves and for many of us like myself that wasn't necessarily shown to me, um, by any of the women in our family. So it's, it's kind of creating something of myself and deciding, okay, uh, you know, this is the time that I'm going to set aside every day for self-care. And I mean, it might flex a little bit with other things going on, but there is that time set aside. Um, and then my daughters see that and they know, okay, this is that's
0: what I tell everybody. I said, you're mommy's teaching. Time. Yeah. You're teaching your children that you are important as well. Like you need to stop and take care of yourself first.
1: Yeah. Uh, first. You know, and,
0: and all your, yeah. And all you're teaching them when you don't do that is that you're not valued period. And maybe right. they feel like they might have to do the same thing or they just don't value you. And <laughs> that's not good. You wonder yeah. why they're not listening. You wonder why they're not, you know, like, you have to have those emotional, physical, and energetic boundaries. You just have to have those boundaries.
1: Yeah. I I think so many of us don't realize the level of stress we are on on a daily basis. Because when we think about it as humans, I mean, we are so resilient that we can get used to, you know, just a building of stimulation or stress or another thing to add to our plate i mean it's a beautiful thing that we are resilient but at some point something's got to give yeah and we for me i had to realize okay i'm just taking on too much when the plates overflowing with all the things i said yes to because i thought i would let somebody down if i said no you know that's a boundary that needs to be made like it's okay to say no, or not at this time.
0: I had a conversation with a client last weekend. um, And she is someone who she's just self-proclaimed. I I don't, I never met her before that day. Um, She tends to say yes to everyone and everything and wants to be able to help everyone. And I, and she said, I feel bad if I lie to them and say I'm unavailable because I'm typically available. And I'm like, yeah. But if you're energetically or emotionally unavailable for whatever it is, then you're unavailable. They don't need to know what kind of unavailable you are. <laughs> like just, I'm unavailable. She's like, oh, I feel better now because I won't be lying. I'm like, no, you're not lying. No, I can't do that. I'm unavailable. No, that's
1: great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Energetically and emotionally unavailable. <laughs>
0: yeah. And if you answer that way, they might think you're a little crazy and they may not ever ask you again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, you know, I think it's so true. We don't think about the emotional, energetic piece of that. We're usually like, oh, what's on my calendar? Or yeah. yes, let me say yes, even though I said yes to three other people that day. I'm, I'll fit it in somehow. But then we won't put on our calendar, go for a walk, you know? Yeah. Or if we do, we cross it off because there's something more important that we should do, like the laundry. Or, you know, like it's just silly. You have to have to take care of yourself, period.
1: Yes. No, I wholeheartedly agree. And I do schedule it in my planner because yep. if it's not in there, it generally doesn't happen. Yep, Um And I way. usually, I usually <laughs> have to give it a, a time block. I do too. Because otherwise I'll push it off, push it off, push it off. And then it's dinner time and then I'm like, ah, I'm too tired, you know? Yeah. So I, if I, I know if, if I... I
0: don't go for my daily walk between seven and eight o'clock, I know I'll never do it. So I, I have it on my calendar for seven. And I do try to go a little bit before, so I'm out there and I can go for a little longer or something.
1: And that's what I say with like meditation practices, like, because it is challenging and I get people are like, oh, you just have to sit there and do nothing. I'm like, nope, there are many ways. I do it right when I wake
0: up. And I'll tell you, there are days that I wake up at 4.30 AM. There is plenty of time to meditate people, Yeah. especially if you just go for the minimum time of six minutes. I'm getting on my soapbox. Just do it twice a day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. For Yeah. Just a few minutes just a day.
0: Do it. Just do it.
1: And that's one of those things I do first thing in the morning. Cause I know if I push too. it off, push it off, it just, it won't happen. And yeah. I know that of myself and, and I'm not, you know, berating. It's just like, I know. And, and I, I need that time in the morning sort of set the tone for the rest of my day. Cause I feel like if I have that, Then I'll do other self-care practices. Like I take breaks throughout my day and breathe deep. Mm
0: -hmm. I just put my
1: hand on my belly and make sure I'm breathing, especially when I've been in front of a screen a lot because we tend not to breathe very much. And just incorporating those little practices throughout the day. I think some people get really overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I have to take out this whole long chunk of time. And like, no, it could just be a few minutes to start. And then you'll feel ready to add on a little bit more time or yeah. another practice and it builds
0: you're right and the moment that you've realized that you're not reacting the way you used to to things or things aren't bothering yeah. you as much as they were or you don't feel as stressed or you're sleeping through the night or you're you know making better decisions for your physical body and your mental health and you're all of a sudden noticing and the people that you live with are like wow you seem a little different and then you're like oh it must yeah. be the meditation like hello <laughs>
1: Yeah. And and the one thing that I found that has been helpful for me, at least, and it sounds like you have it there where you are in Massachusetts is like having a community of support. And I, I think that's one of the main reasons why I started the online lifestyle program was because I felt like when I did it by myself, I would do well for a while. I'd be like, yeah, I'm kicking in. I'm doing great. And yeah. then some life circumstance would come in or a shift in my schedule. And then it would kind of fall apart. Yeah. And it took me a while to kick it back in. So yeah. when I had a group that met weekly, yep. it was like this little check-in point. It was accountability. It was yeah, great, but that, great. You know, that's the
0: beauty of having a coach for whatever reason you think you need one, because there are so many reasons to hire a coach it is so I think needed. And I forgot where I was. My God, my whole sentence was, is gone. But the, <laughs> oh, the beauty of having a coach is not only to learn different strategies and try different things, but the accountability and the check-in. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not going to, like you said, life does get in the way. And if you don't on the other end, having someone check in with you and saying, Hey, you remember we you told me that your goal this week was this, have how you're doing with that goal and then they yeah. are like oh shit you know <laughs> like the accountability is really great and and learning different strategies it's, and uh, it is it's it. so
1: I tell people it's so much harder on our own and yeah. and also it's just not as much fun no. like we have fun in my group and we laugh about you know some of the the silly you know the sillier things or the recipes we tried that totally failed you know I mean <laughs> yeah. It, and it's okay you know we're, yeah. we're human and we're all just trying to make progress but yeah and um, we all
0: need connection so yeah yes so That's find a good actually, coach yeah. people find a good coach there are two on this podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> all right so I can't wait I can't wait to listen to the podcast I'm so excited all right I is there anything else that you want to share before I ask you those three questions that I mentioned earlier
1: Oh, I'm actually looking forward to these three questions. Go for it.
0: (laughs) Okay. You're going to be like, oh, that's it, Liz. Okay. (laughs) um, The first question is this, Brenda, when you are feeling your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing?
1: Mm, I am most at peace. I am outside, usually surrounded by trees with views of the mountains. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, That's when I feel most at peace for sure.
0: Thank you. See, not so hard. All right. That's great. Yeah. Second question is: Is there a one book that you would highly recommend to either anybody or your clients?
1: Oh my gosh, one. I can. I know, only there's so one? many.
0: I'm gonna try to hold you to the one, um, even okay. though I ask this question to everyone. There are a handful of guests are like blip, blip, blip. oh sorry no one can see me they just like name off every single book they've ever read and i'm like okay, okay oh my gosh okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. If, so if i had to
1: just pick one try like, to pick I was, one try. i was stranded on a desert island and i could only take one book oh
0: yeah.
1: i think it would have to be marianne williams's return to love
0: i have not read that one. Thank oh, you me. have
1: to oh that one is like <laughs> I have a few others that are really close second, but like okay, that, what's a
0: close second?
1: Well, really anything by Wayne Dyer, but okay, especially yes. inspiration by okay. Wayne Dyer is definitely another favorite of mine. Give me one the,
0: more. Just give me one more.
1: One more. I um I also love. Oh, one more. There's two that I'm thinking of. I also love Living Your Yoga by Judith Lasseter. That one. Um, <laughs> That it's a great one. It's very like practical yoga philosophy. Yes. Okay. That's um, cool. And I really, I really like.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: And there's a bunch of others, but I'll. Stick I know
0: three is good. <laughs> I gave you three. Okay. I gave you three. I know I could go on too. Um, all right. Last question. If money was not an object, what would you be doing?
1: Mm-hmm. I would be traveling all over the world, especially now. Uh, I have actually. I've traveled some internationally, but not as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. So I've always had a fascination for other cultures. Um, that's actually one of the reasons why I shifted a lot of my business to online, because that is—it's like the next evolution—is for me to travel more and, and to work experience. and to be
0: able to still work while yeah, you travel and Great. still be
1: able to work and and just just immerse myself in different cultures.
0: Where is one of the first places you would go?
1: I definitely would have to say like South America. So
0: areas of like Chile
1: and yeah. Um yeah, Chile, Argentina.
0: Why? I'm curious.
1: Um, well, Peru for sure. I want to go to Machu Picchu. Um, I just I just find (laughs) their I find just their lifestyle so fascinating in the shamanistic culture as well, their connection to nature.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um yeah, some really good hiking out there. I love hiking.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Great. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm hoping for you. Hope that's where you get to go to next.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. And thanks so much for spending the time with me today. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you um, and everyone else. I will have all of the information that we, I promised you in the podcast notes. Um, So if you want to get in touch with Brenda, you'll be able to just by clicking on her links. (laughs) And thanks again, Brenda. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you shared that great story.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. Um, Everyone else, I'll be back in two seconds. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.